and obviously I'm a trans woman living in Nigeria, which is like, like it's, it's a crazy navigation. When we are going in desert, we walk for good six hours. My leg was strong. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. Some people live in a totally different gear to the rest of us. Um, they have this drive and a routine that they don't play with. How I wish that was me. <laughs> Drive I have, but routine that I don't always stick to. But one person's lifestyle that's been growing on me is my brother's. Kaz gets up at 5 a.m. every day, goes on a 10-kilometer walk or run, depending on his mood. Um, he dedicates a specific number of hours to reading and is extremely passionate about self-development. So we've got Kaz on Lay of the Land this week. Hopefully, this episode is the dose of motivation or reasoning that you need. Hello, brother. How, <laughs> how are you, are you doing? doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Don't jinx me. Why? We both said, how are you doing at the same time? <laughs> We're just the same. We're like twins anyway, so. We sure are, except for the fact that you wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning and it's currently 10.18 in the morning. And I've, I still struggle to up get up to make it here. How many hours now? Like four? So this is like afternoon this for you. This is like afternoon for me. How do you do it? <laughs> it's, um, I think it's it's just a habit now. You know, it's just habit. It's routine. So I think it's um, the same way I'd wake up at 8 a.m. every day. Like my cycle has now changed. So I'm waking up at 5. Yeah. It's really simple. You I should try it um, tomorrow. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, off air, I'll say it now. Off air, Layla promised that she'll come with me on a walk tomorrow at 6 a.m. So when this episode is released, I want everyone to ask Layla, did she go on that walk tomorrow? <laughs> That's pressure. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> Before we continue, no. No, no, no. I didn't go on that walk, but here's why. <laughs> the first and last time that I joined Kaz on his 10-kilometer walk, my feet were honestly, like, they were blistered. And it's not like I was wearing slippers or I wasn't dressed properly. Guys, I was in my running shoes and my feet were still blistered. But it's a part of his daily routine. I'll explain it like this. If you look back, had like the history of like humanity and stuff like that like our work was centered around labor so you know people had to like labor on farms um you know hunt for food and stuff like that and that used to be done in the early hours of the morning because when the sun rises at noon it will be too hot to be able to carry out that physical labor mm. so waking up before the sunrise was like a practice that people you know kind of like engaged in all around the world because it gave people enough time to have the energy and also um, for our bodies to be able to function so we can carry out the work that we need to carry out, you know. And even though, like, our work has changed, like, over the years, our biology and our bodies still follow those same rhythms. So if you even look back, like, for example, like, when we were kids, we'd go to school super early and then after school we'd have, like, would have like lessons after school. Yeah. And the lessons after school will just be finished. We'll be tired. Like our brains won't be able to function and everything. And that's because the cycle of our bodies are following a, a pattern that is not necessarily suited to us. So the earlier we wake up, the more productive we are and everything. And for me, it was hard because I always considered myself to be like a night owl. I'm a creative, so I work at night. I'd work all through the night and sleep during the day. But the fact is the world functions during the day. 
So how do you give yourself enough time to be able to get hold of your thoughts, to be able to, you know, move your body and take yourself out in a place and in a posture where you are, you know, you're able to to bring your most energetic self to the world. So 5 a.m., it works for it doesn't work for everyone, but for me, 100%. Like it's just it's it's uh, it's a practice that you know I'll definitely keep. You know what? I may I may challenge myself and do like one week. That's <laughs> Try the it hardest out for one part, week. Leila, because honestly, like the first week that you do it, it will be so hard because you have to realign your mm. body. Like you're just going to be so tired, but you just have to push push through. You know, yeah. and try and make sure that you're awake for most of the day. So. In the evening, by like eight nine o'clock, you're you're so tired and you're ready for bed, you know. And as long as you get like at least like six hours of sleep in, yeah, you'll be good. Like, you know. what led to this transformation and how's the journey been going? Okay, I think it it it's just for a bit a bit of um a background. It started it started before the pandemic, but then when the pandemic came about, that was when you know it I I felt like it kind of like happening and so on and. You know, it's just from a place of getting to know who you are at the core essence of your being, you know. And I feel like we can live our lives for so long without knowing who we really are. Like, we know who we are, but then we forget about who we are because mm. we get caught up in things that, you know, are, aren't aligned with who we are. You know what I mean? And, you know, so I had those encounters, like, in 2020, like, okay, let me just start to get to know myself. Let me think about myself. Let me think about the things that you know, I'm capable of doing and so on. And am I living life in accordance to my capabilities, you know? And um, so back in 2020, I felt like a shift happened externally and also personally, like within my own personal life. Okay, so externally, obviously, we went into a pandemic. The world kind of like shut down. Mm. And the fact that the world shut down gave me an opportunity, even though I didn't see it as an opportunity at the time, to really think and focus on the things that were going on in my life on a personal level, okay? So me being out in the world, working, doing X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to start looking at myself in a different way if I was still living my life in the world as I was before, you know? And honestly, I really feel like it was God just trying to speak to me and reveal himself to me in a way that I would have never been able to understand him before, and that all happened in 2020 because I was having health issues and so on. And I was like, look, I need to find out why I'm having these health issues because I honestly don't feel like like I've lived life to a point where it's like, okay, cool, if I die now, I'll be satisfied and I'll be happy with the life that I've lived, you know? So I really went on like a deep um, journey to actually find out, look, who is Kaz? Okay, let me get to know Kaz at the core essence of my being. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like... I just grew to believe that, look, like the world will give you an identity and then you'll get to a stage where God will actually reveal your true identity to you. And you might have known your identity before, but you might have lost that along the way, you know. So everything that I'm doing now, like, oh, you know, with the whole discipline stuff and the routines and everything, it's literally me. It's literally me just trying to catch up with everything that had been lost yeah. along the way. You know what I mean? So these are things that if... If I, would, if I would position myself and I would look at people's lives, right, and I would look at the ups and downs of people's lives and everything and I would be attentive to those things, I could actually make these decisions and be like, okay, I'm not going to fall into that trap. Or I'm not yeah. going to make this mistake. You know what I mean? But then until things start to happen to you, then you see things differently. So for me, I was just like, look, 
I'm just going to make those changes. And those changes start with myself, not with anybody else, not with the outside world. It starts with me. So personal development became something that was top of my list because I feel like in order to be successful at anything, you have to be successful being who you are at the true core essence of your being, not who somebody else has told you you should be or anything like who you really are, yeah. you know? So that's basically what it's all about, you know? And you've you've really stuck to this as well because it's not like this is a journey that you've been on for a month or two months. You've literally been waking up at 5 a.m. every single day for over a year you do not mess with your routine i mean if you follow kaz on instagram if you don't follow kaz at kjs live yeah still yeah, kjs yeah, correct, live yeah. follow kaz at kjs live um yeah. but every single day you post your um the end of your workout and yeah. the stats and you yeah. do your 10 kilometers every single morning yeah. without fail yeah how how do you keep up with that honestly okay this is how i look at it right this is why self-reflection is so important. If I look at the things that I was doing before, I was keeping up with those things because it was just natural to me. That was my lifestyle. Okay, so it wasn't something... So me keeping up with, all right, at least four times a week, you know, I'd be, I'd be drinking or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I'm not thinking of something... I'm not thinking of it like a practice, but it is a practice. It's a routine. It's a cycle, you know? But when you start to adopt a practice for like let's say a month or you know 20 days or 10 days and then you begin to learn how to enjoy it and you see the benefits from it slowly it becomes to become a lifestyle so for me now it's not something that oh i feel like i have to do oh this morning i have to wake up at five and go for a run no it's part of my lifestyle because i know what it does to me you know personally and also i know that there's a mission that's also bigger than me that it's attached to as well, you know. Fair enough. So that's what keeps me consistent. That's what keeps me going. And it's just really as simple as that. How to develop a habit. So according to economist and author Katie Milkman, willpower to do something is often proof of habit. And she's listed out five steps that one can take to develop a habit. Number one, set a specific goal. Two, create a detailed cue-based plan. Three, make it fun to repeat. Four, foster flexibility. That one I love the sound of. <laughs> and five, find the right kind of social support. Your childhood is also likely to shape your habits. I asked Kaz what effect his had on the man that he is today. When I look at myself now, I feel like I'm more aligned with who I was when I was a child. You know what I mean? And I think where everything kind of went missing is, you know, you get to your late teens, you go to university, you go to school, you're almost trained to become a person that you are not. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are trained to suppress your natural gifts, your natural talents, and you're basically trained to, to, to dive into conformity. You know what I mean? And I just don't believe that God created everybody differently in order to conform to certain patterns. There's no way that we'd all be, we can all be different and we're all created differently if we're supposed to live our lives conforming to certain things. You know what I mean? So that was when I was like, wait, hold on. Am I living as a conformist or am I living as being who I truly am? You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I realized this a long, a long, long time ago. And I was like, look, 
you know, it's going to get to a point where I will dedicate my life or I'm going to dedicate this season of my life to actually remembering who I am. And, you know, that way I'll be able to give more of myself in, in everything that I do. It's really, yeah. you know, that's, that's how it is. One thing I remember about you as a child is like, I mean, we were both very, very active, but you yeah. found a lot of happiness in being active, being yeah. outside, yeah. and yeah. football was pretty much like the love of your life. And I think yes. you wanted to become a footballer. Oh, yeah, 100%. I wanted to become a prof professional football player. And I feel like that was the same with like loads of boys my age as well. But no, for me, definitely, like that was my dream. How did dad respond? <laughs> the thing is, dad was, he, he, dad was very distant from 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 those things it was like look me and dad we loved football you know like i i loved football because of dad yeah you know but in terms of me pursuing it as a career i don't i don't know how he felt i don't know how he felt about that or anything but i know that look it's one of those things that look if you're good enough then by all means go for it you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i feel like so here's the difference sometimes and this is why i grew to understand right sometimes the responses from both parents would be different, you know. So from mom, mom was always do what you want to do. I, I don't care how you want to do it. You can do it type of thing. So it gives you this confidence, this self-belief and everything. Whereas the polarity of the father <laughs> now comes in and then the that practical. is... Yeah, the practical. But no, no, but it's good yeah. because it's like, okay, this is what you want. Okay, how are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, what's your plan? How, because at the end of the day, we live in a real world and I feel like you need both. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously, like, with the whole football thing, you know, like, it was a dream when I was, like, a kid and stuff like that. And then, you know, for some years, I took it seriously and everything. But the discipline that you're, you're talking about now, if I had that discipline when I was a kid, then the chances of me being a footballer would have been a lot higher. You know, and that's what people don't understand. If you want to pursue careers, like, you know, if you want to pursue certain careers and be successful and be a high achiever and everything, discipline is the key. Like, it's not about how talented you are. You have mm -hmm. to be disciplined, you know. And, yeah, it's just it's really just that simple. I remember when, I think it was Chelsea Academy that had sort of, like, scouted you and Nassim to come and train with their academy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yes, so my brother has made it. Don't even get it <laughs> twisted. Like, the thing is, right, Playing for an academy, like when you're young, there's so many boys who are just as good as you, even better than you. You know, there are people who aren't even as good as you and then they go on to, to make it pro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, with a sport like football, the, the, the odds are like very, very tiny, which is why, you know, like you have to be disciplined. You have to know what you're doing. You have to literally dedicate your life to it. You know, like if you look at Floyd, May Floyd Mayweather, he's a, He's gone his whole career without losing a single fight, you know, and he's been in the boxing gym living and breathing boxing since he was a child. Yeah. Meanwhile, all his mates were like watching cartoons and stuff. So it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's really, it's just about how much effort, dedication, you know, and the mental strength as well that you need for something like that. Ah, no, 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 no. Like it's... sport really, really trains your your mental health, you know? Yeah. I don't think anything trains you the yeah. way that sport trains you. Mm -hmm. And there is so much sacrifice that goes in behind the scenes. And it takes it takes a lot to really get there. Exactly. I mean, sacrifice, that's, and sacrifice from the parents as well, yeah. you know, is so important. And nobody likes to talk about it, but that's what it takes, you know. Mm -hmm. That's really, really what it takes. And like, for example, right, 
even in in like the corporate world and stuff like if you really want to climb up the ladder and be like a really successful ceo and stuff like that you have to dedicate a lot and it takes sacrifice and that's the same thing with football people just think that with sport like ah oh, you're talented you can go on and play and everything you know with me i wasn't even talented enough to become a pro you know what i mean but yeah. pe- it's it's literally like 10% talent 90% dedication that's yeah. that's how i see it you know and yeah. these guys their parents have to be equally dedicated if not more you know you know that's fair enough because you can see ballers today that really don't have talent like that but you can yeah, tell that like exactly. <laughs> their dedication like Maguire. <laughs> i don't want to say it, I, I swear be- i am better than harry i'm saying it now i'm better than harry Maguire, <laughs> talent wise you know what you know what? I but do he, not disagree. He must have worked very hard to be where he is. He now. must have worked very, very hard to be where he is. I mean, <laughs> 80 million, man. I, I don't even want to get into it. Um, so football was your dream as a child. Um, and then you ended up studying arts. You went to the University of the Arts London. And yeah. um, I mean, I remember even as a kid, we'd come home from school and your drawings would be like, whoa. And that would be my own. Like, I mean, if you see some no, of my own drawings. You, you like. <laughs> And you then I tell people, eventually. yeah, I do abstract <laughs> because you just couldn't make sense of anything that I would draw. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel like I was just always inclined to, to, you know, do something that was creative because I liked using my imagination. And I liked using my mind to make things that, you know, were from my mind and were not things that I could see already, you know. And um, I always thrived in subjects that allowed me to do that and explore that. So yeah, it was always going to be something that I was, I was going to go into 100%. You know, I didn't have any, I, I, f- I feel like at the end of secondary school, I was, I was a bit of a crossroads because I was thinking of studying um, international relations, politics and stuff like that, because I was also very heavy into current which affairs, which is what studying. you ended up doing, <laughs> you know, so you know what's weird sorry yeah. I was thinking of studying art and media because I wanted to go into media studies but I wanted to take a minor like with it but Leila you, me and you were very similar mm-hmm. you ended up studying international relations you ended up going into media okay you wanted to study art I ended up studying art I wanted to study international relations international relations and now we're both here doing yep. podcasts so yep. we kind of like found <laughs> ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's okay. To even touch on that point, that's, you know, and the sim- similarities as well. I feel like you're also very creative and so on. And and the 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 medium that you use to get what you have inside out of you, that it could be many different things. You know what I mean? So I don't like to be boxed. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's basically, you know, why I decided to go down that route at that time. You know? Yeah. And I mean... How was that? You studied graphic design. You decided to move back to Lagos and yep. work as a freelance graphic designer. Um, I really want to touch on that yep. or a freelance yep. designer because you do yep. more than just graphics. Yeah, no. So, no, as it actually wasn't. It started off as freelance. Okay. Then we set up an agency. All right. With our cousin as well. Yep. So we set up an agency. And so we were working with clients in the space of like we were branding, doing packaging for different companies and so on. and. We had that, funny enough, we had that plan when I was still in uni. So we would speak, you know, over video call and stuff like that. Because I think it got to a stage of, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. But when we were living in the UK, I felt like, you know, we kind of got tired and fed up of living there and stuff. Like, we just wanted to come back home. Like, it's been so long. 
I'm about to go off on a bit of a tangent myself. Um, if you're listening to this as someone who is currently in university or going to university soon, um, don't just study and attend lectures, but I mean, do that. Make sure you do study and attend lectures, but also use those years to start planning out your career. Heck, even get your career started while in uni if you can. Came back home with a plan. It wasn't a clear plan, but it was a plan. And we just kind of like took it from there, you know, and um, learned a lot of things along the way because the industry in Nigeria is completely different to how it is in the UK. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, it's, um, it, it, I mean, it was, it was a good journey. You know, it's been, it's been really good. Really. Um, has it been hard? It, of course it's been hard, but I feel like to survive in Lagos, you have to be bold. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're living in Lagos and you want to thrive and you want to be successful, you have to be bold. Otherwise, you're going to be a passenger. And if you're a passenger in Lagos, you're going to be a victim of chaos. Because this place... <laughs> no, it's true. Like, it, Lagos is... is Nigeria in, in itself is just unapologetic. You know what yeah. I mean? So you have to be bold in the way in which you do things, you know? And you can testify to this as well because... Mm-hmm. You came back the same time as me and you were bold in the moves that you made. You were very bold in the decisions that you made. And I feel like if you are going to be able to to thrive, you have to counter the nature of the very environment that you're in. You know what I mean? So it's really as simple as that. Like I knew what I was getting into. I knew that, you know, obviously things aren't going to necessarily be easy and everything, but you have to to be bold and you have to take risks. You know, that's how you'll be successful. I can go into more detail and explain, but in Mm -hmm. simple terms, all right, I am basically just aligning my life with the will that God has over my life, okay? And I, God's will isn't about me. It's about his will. There's a bigger picture, you know? And I feel like what God does is when he reveals himself to you, he uses people as vessels to, you know, to, to complete a mission, you know? And the reason why I'm so into what I'm doing now and everything is because it's it's not about it's it's really not about me you know it's a mission it's a mission you know i'm like and yeah it's just it's just that simple you know and and there's also joy being able to do things you know when you are serving people in ways that are aligned with your gifts and so on um there's a certain level of ease that comes with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it's about finding your purpose finding what you were designed and created to do and living that out you know and sharing that with people, especially now through your podcast. Yes. Um, so Kaz started a podcast recently, the Square One podcast, out back on to Back one. to Square One. Yes. I always say the Square One yeah. podcast because no, you your Instagram you name is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Square One podcast. So it's yeah. called Back to Square One and it's yes. out on all podcasting platforms. Yes. Let's speak about that a bit. Why Why did you decide to go into podcasting and how, how's it been going? Okay, so it's been going great, actually. Um, better than I expected, you know. I've always been very, very introverted. So coming out and doing a podcast was something that was very difficult for me, you know. But at the same time, you know, I have a message and I have a, a purpose, I have a mission. And the podcast is just one of the ways that, you know, it's just one of the ways that I can get things out there. You know what I mean? And I feel like in this age that we're living in, in this dig- digital age, the way information travels, all right, it's very, very important to speak your message in ways that, the information that is coming from you um, can hit and reach certain people 
um, where it applies, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like a podcast was something that was necessary. It's necessary for the time. Um, and yeah, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm learning about as well as I go along. Brilliant. Know? So what sorts of things do you discuss on the podcast? Okay, so right now, uh, I'm basically taking everyone through a journey on the podcast. So kind of some of the things that we spoke about today, you know, and that journey is literally about my own personal self-reflection and giving everyone a picture of why I do the things that I do now. And the reason why I'm doing that is because my overall mission is for every single body, every individual to take a look at their themselves and do the same things so they can realize that, look, maybe I do have a purpose. Maybe I do have a calling. Maybe I do have something that, you know, I'm called to do that is bigger than me, you know, and that's basically what I'm trying to do with the podcast. And the podcast is on all platforms, all digital platforms. So, yeah, that's, that's it. Kaz really inspires and motivates me, um, not just as my older brother, who I learn from, but just as a person with so much self-discipline. And that's why I brought him on. So I hope you felt lifted by him too. Um, sometimes finding your purpose takes that little extra push. Anyway, you can follow Kaz on social media at KJS Live, and you can follow his podcast too at SQ1 Podcast. One like number one. Out for now, but I'll be back next week. Go on that run, set that alarm clock, do that task that you've been pushing aside for as long as you can. Trust me, you'll feel better.